Daily Ding is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks your prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices of up to 60% off. It's all in a name. Game Time obviously has tickets to all of your sporting event needs, NBA basketball, MLB baseball, boxing, hockey, whatever you need, college athletics, but they also have tickets to stuff like theater and music concerts. I know I'm trying to see Drizzy Drake next time he comes to LA because obviously I'm an owl head. We know that. But make sure you go to Game Time whenever you need sports, music, or theater. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets of up to 60% off. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. I have a logo in there, and uh, it's on my middle finger, so it reminds me to put it on my middle finger. So I have a um, like an FU symbol on there. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes. When I hoop, I have no friends. On Tyler Noah's ass, should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Ding. We've got all your action covered from a jam-packed Wednesday night around the NBA. I'm your host, Dave Before. Joined by Big Waz. What's up, Wozny? Chilling, brother. How's everything? Uh, you know what? Not bad. Not bad. Pretty fun night. Uh, we got Rob Lopez lining up lottery teams as everyone's tanking for Anthony Edwards. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, it's happy holidays for the Pacers. James Harden doesn't need free throws to score after all. And the Knicks blew a 22-point lead to the worst team in the league, the Golden State Warriors. But first... Kawhi Leonard makes his return to Toronto. The king of the North has returned, and he wins. The Clippers defeat the Raptors 112 to 92. Waz, this this actually was pretty easy for the for the Clippers. Uh, the Raptors were in it in the first quarter. Clippers had a big second quarter. Let the Raptors come back and then sealed the deal by by the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I thought the I thought the first half um said it all, honestly. Uh, the first game that they played here in L.A. at Staples, I was actually at that game. And I was struck by how flustered the Clippers looked um, against the Raptors' ultra-aggressive pick-and-roll defense, right? Like, they were trapping pretty much everybody out past the three-point line anytime they went into pick-and-roll. And in that first game, the, the Clippers weren't ready for it. So much so that Kawhi Leonard usually sits the first five minutes of the game um, I mean, the last five minutes of the first quarter every game. And Doc brought him in immediately with like two and a half minutes left because he felt like the game was sort of getting away from them tonight. They were ready for it. They were getting it out quick. Montrell, Montrez had a bunch of passes inside. Uh, Paul George was getting it out quick. Pocket passes from Kawhi. Uh, I just thought they were ready for them. And um, they didn't let Siakam get – the other thing, they didn't let Siakam get going at all in the first half. They were on him. Um, I guess like the league is sort of – you know, everybody's got a scouting report now on the new Siakam, and I think that showed today. And they obviously took this game pretty seriously because Toronto kind of took it to them that first time. They really did, and and I thought the big difference was Paul George between between the two matchups. Paul George and just the threat of Paul George. He didn't have a very good game tonight. 13 points was 3 of 14, 2 of 12 from deep. 
But his playmaking, you know, next to Kawhi, it's it's almost like a replica of Kawhi. And when you got to guard two of those guys, it's really hard to go and trap Kawhi all the time. And I think that that was the difference in what we saw. And this is kind of what we expected from this Clippers team coming into the season. They were going to have this this two-headed monster, and you were going to have to live and die guarding one of them because you can't guard both of them. And, and we saw tonight. It opened up a lot for everybody. You mentioned Siakam. He wound up, finished the game with 24 points. Norm Powell is on a really nice run right now, 22 points. OG Ananobi started really hot in this game, had a great first quarter, uh, but only wound up with 14 points and struggled after the third. But we got to talk about Kyle Lowry because – they didn't have Van Vliet. He missed his, uh, his second straight game. They needed Lowry to step up big, and he had six points in this game, and they all came in the first quarter. He was 0 of 7 from 3. He didn't hit a shot after the middle of the first quarter. That's a problem, Was. Yeah, that's not going to work out for them, especially when Van, Van Vliet's out. I mean, not just from the scoring standpoint. It's like Kyle is expected to do pretty much all of their playmaking when Fred doesn't play. Um, and you know, you know, what's so funny too, is that we think of Kyle as a three point shooter, even though when he came into the league, it wasn't so clear that he'd ever be able to make a jump shot, right? He made himself into a sort of jump shooter, but even now he's still very streaky in, um, how consistent his jump shot is. You saw like, for instance, the last game of the finals, he came out, you know, splashed a bunch of threes in the first half. And then a night like tonight, which obviously is not a bigger stage, bigger game, he comes out and goes 0 for 7, right? And and some of these were clean looks, Dave. Uh, I think he'll pick it up as the season progresses, and especially as Fred comes back and he's not carrying so much of an offensive burden. Um, it's funny that they flip-flopped as far as um playing um with injuries and stuff like that. But I think he'll figure out how to bounce back. Yeah, the the Raptors were 8 of 36 from 3 overall, by far their worst performance of the season. They really need Van Vliet to get back. I mean, his his shooting's been big for them and the playmaking. This is their fourth loss in their last five. They, you know, I, I still believe in this team at full strength, and, uh, you know, we'll see if they can bounce back. But with the Clippers, this is the stuff that we expected out of them. I still think they're a little bit too cool for school, Was They need to play hard for 48. I need to yeah. see Yeah, yeah, I hear you. In Indianapolis, the Pacers defeat the Celtics 122 to 117. Marcus Smart missed his second straight game for the Celtics, and they really could have used him. Uh, the Pacers, really, this is their first big victory of the season. I mean, they beat Utah, but I'm not sure that Utah is a very good team. We know the Celtics are good, and they were able to withstand 44 points from Kemba Walker on the back of. Damanis Sabonis, another double-double, his 20th of the season, 15 points, four rebounds, eight assists, flirted with a triple-double. Malcolm Brogdon with 29 points, eight assists. Was Sabonis and Brogdon are playing at an all-star level. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. And you know what's so funny about those guys mirroring each other in the sense that Sabonis was seen as excess, extra, um, a redundancy at his position. The Pacers went went out and paid him and kept him. Brogdon, same thing over on his team with the Bucks, and they decided they didn't need him, or they not that they didn't need him, that they felt he was too expensive and letting him go. So I think it's interesting that both of those guys now on the Pacers are playing at an all-star level. And to me, the biggest story is Brogdon, man, because, you know, 
he's getting them into all of their stuff offensively, and he's being aggressive with the scoring. Um, I, I, I don't like. I, I don't know that we thought that he could be this caliber of guy, even when he was winning Rookie of the Year, even when he was many times last year during the playoffs the second best team on a conference championship Bucks team, right? Yeah, he, um, he wasn't doing this off the dribble, and this was the right. thing. That's what I thought this team was going to be missing with Oladipo out, and somehow. Malcolm Brogdon has kind of like kept the ship afloat. See, but he was though, Dave, in spots. But the way the Bucks have designed their offense, I often refer to it as 2009 LeBron in Cleveland, where they just they have Giannis as their Earth, Moon, Star, Wind. Basically, he's the wing, he's the big, he's the point guard, he's the everything, which. I think it's a suboptimal way to play come playoff time, but whatever. This we're not talking about the Bucks right now, whatever. <laughs> but Brogdon never got a chance to show this out in um, Milwaukee is what I'm saying. And he's gotten that opportunity now. And even again, in the playoffs last year, oftentimes he was the only other person that could do anything for them off the dribble as far as Milwaukee goes. So he's getting the opportunities now. He's getting the reps and he's making the most of it. And, you know, the idea was, Dave, man, is he going to be able to live up to $22 million a year? So far, he's more than living up to that. He's been fantastic. Uh, the the This loss snaps a four-game win streak for the Celtics. And this game was really interesting. This was a classic Nate McMillan Pacers win, I think. Uh, They were down going into the fourth quarter by 10. And this team just doesn't quit. Nate does this thing where he allows his guys to fight back. You know, if it's not a 20-point blowout in the fourth, he's going to leave his guys in there, and they're going to keep fighting. They took the lead in this one with about four minutes left and kept it. The Holiday Brothers coming off the bench. This is huge for the for the Pacers because they struggled early with bench production. They they combined for 35 points off the bench, outscored Boston 47-19. Uh, Jalen Brown had a really nice game, 18 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Jason uh, Jalen Brown really rounding into this all around player while Hayward was out. How do you think that fit is going to look going forward as as Hayward is recovering? you know, from that broken hand. See, I don't think the fit's going to bother him. I think it's going to be about Tatum Um, because Tatum is the more ball-dominant, dribble, dribble, dribble guy. And so is Hayward, quite quite frankly. We don't think of him as a pound-the-rock kind of guy, I guess, because he's white, but, like, he he is a (laughs) pound-the-rock kind of guy, just like Tatum. Um, I think Tatum's the one that's going to have to recover. And I think, you know, the crazy thing is, man, of two years ago, if anybody would have told you that, it's actually – Jalen Brown, who's the better prospect than Tatum um, at this juncture? People would have slapped you silly, Dave. Uh, yeah, I actually caught a lot of crap for saying that I thought Jalen Brown was going to wind up the better player. But, you know, I, I like his tools a lot. And I just wasn't convinced that rookie year Jason Tatum was what we were going to get. Uh, 16 points for Tatum tonight, two of eight from three. Um, you know, it, when the shots fall in, Tatum is great. But it's when the shots are not falling that actually, you know, seems to be a problem. He's not affecting the game you know, in the ways that Jalen does. I mean, Jalen's defense, I think, is just, it's underrated, which is wild to say because he is well known for, for being a good physical defender. But I still think he doesn't get enough, get enough credit for that. And Kemba had a huge game, 44 points, like we mentioned, seven made threes. But down the stretch, you know, it was a little bit of a problem. Seemed a little tired down the stretch. Went two of seven in the fourth. How yeah, do you feel back to the to the Charlotte days, man? That's exactly what I was getting ready to ask. Like, how do you feel about that that end of game offense for them, and where are they going to find that extra production? I mean, Hayward had to leave this game, second game back. He got hit in the face, uh, went through the concussion protocol. Apparently, passed that. 
and has, you know, some headaches. So I don't know if he'll be around in the next game. But, you know, where are they going to find someone to help pick up the slack for Kemba down the stretch? Man, I think Stevens is going to have to scheme them into stuff. And their their crunch time offense is going to have to be predicated on the element of surprise, right? Like back in the days with the Spurs where you didn't know who was going to get the ball at the end of the, the game. So you didn't know how to defend them, right? I think Stevens is going to have to be creative about this end of game offense because they don't have a guy who you just give the rock to um, as much as they pray that Tatum is that guy that you can just give the rock to and just let him go to work. Slow news day around the association. Carmelo Anthony was, he hopes that the Knicks one day retire his number seven uh, from Mark Berman of the New York Post. Do I think about it? This is Carmelo. Anybody would want to get that opportunity if it's there. We'll see when that time comes. Hopefully they'll hang number seven somewhere up there. Uh, Was, okay, you're Mr. New York. (laughs) Should they retire Carmelo Anthony's number? Uh, probably not. Uh, I don't think so. But I think the story is cool in a sense. I found the story to be a kind of heartening because he's the only person that went to New York. Aside from Amari, who essentially had uninsurable knees, and so he went to the highest bidder, Carmelo Anthony forced his way to the Knicks. He wanted to be there. He wanted to be the one that resurrected MSG. Um, And I think there's something to be said about that. If you're a Knicks fan specifically, like he wanted the challenge. He came up short. But, you know, the intent was there. And throughout his time there, like, from everything we've heard about the guy, he treated everybody there wonderfully. Um, So, you know, I'm heartened by the sentiment. But do I think he does? I mean, what are we talking about? One second round exit? Right. See, I I mean, I think this this is sort of a a part of, like, the whole tribute video thing that that we have hammered into the ground. You know, there's all this stuff where we get a little bit too nostalgic. I will say with Carmelo, it is interesting that a guy – that's not from New York is so synonymous with New York. And I I mean, I know Syracuse is upstate, but still, you know, it's a biggie or it was a biggie school. So they used to play in the garden all the time. Like I I get that whole thing, like from the the public where they identify with Carmelo and and New York. Um, But I just don't get it. I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, And in other news, semi-related to the New York Knicks, Raptors owner Larry Tenenbaum says that Masai Ujiri is here to stay amid rumors about his departure with the Knicks being rumored to offer a gigantic contract, despite the fact that Masai turned down, allegedly, a big contract from the Washington Wizards over the summer. Uh, He says, we haven't talked about an extension at this point in time, but if you ask him, his intentions are clear. Was I, I don't I can't come up with a reason why Masai would go to the Knicks, which is very clearly a worse situation, worse assets. Uh, wait, wait, what do you? You've never heard of money? This is America. What I are mean, you talking about? How much money? How much money would it take, though? You know, I, I, he could pretty I, much write has a blank a check up there, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. Everybody has a number, and the Knicks can make make that number if they want to, if they decide that that's what their their goal is. Um, they can. Uh, so it's nice that Tannenbaum is like, yo, we want to keep him, blah, blah, blah. Are they willing to be as extravagant, as exorbitant as the Knicks have proven to be, man? With They paid Derek Fisher five mil a year for his first coaching contract, right? They gave Phil Jackson about 13, 15 million or something like that for his first GM job, right? So <laughs> what are they going to give Masai Ujiri, um, somebody as accomplished as he actually is at the job, 
Uh, I think he could fetch a really pretty penny if he so wanted to. Another thing I'll say is Masai and his agents, they're genius. They're geniuses for not batting this down in the press and nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm considering the Knicks and the offer, and it is. It's perfect. He's going to get a raise. Shout out to Warren Legary. And in a little bit of draft news, uh, projected lottery pick RJ Hampton is reportedly going to miss a month in the NBL in Australia after suffering a hip injury from Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN. Uh, this is, of course, announced just a couple of days after it was reported that LaMelo Ball, who is another projected lottery pick in next year's draft, is going to be out for a month after suffering a foot injury. Uh, they were going to play each other December 22nd. Uh, my assumption is everybody just wanted the holidays off. In Orlando, the Lakers continue their run, defeating the Magic 96-87. to Markel Fultz missed this game with an illness. Kyle Kuzma missed it with that ankle injury. LeBron James with another triple-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Anthony Davis, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Dwight Howard, 18 minutes played in his return to Orlando, had 2 points, 6 rebounds, and had a scuffle with uh, some of the Magic players, uh, Mo Bamba in particular, and Jared Dudley jumped in. Jared Dudley loves a fight. He jumped in to to protect the honor of his teammate, and uh, Jared Dudley and Wesley Iwundu were both ejected. Didn't really matter. Uh, Orlando was down big. They only scored nine points in the first quarter of this game, but they fought back. Good for them, but they still lost. Jonathan Isaac, 19 points, eight rebounds. Evan Fournier, 18 points, five assists. Uh, in Cleveland, the Rockets somehow beat the Cavaliers 116 to 110. Cavaliers actually were down by quite a bit and then came back. They scored 24 consecutive points in the second half with all without Kevin Love on the court. That's something. Russell Westbrook had 23.7 rebounds, six assists. But the big story, James Harden, 55 points in this game, eight assists, and he only took five free throws, scored 20 points in the fourth, his fourth 50-point game of the season. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 24 points, three assists, three steals, was six of nine from three off the bench. In Brooklyn, the Nets drop another game, this time to the Hornets, 113-108. to 108. The Hornets are hot. One second night of a back-to-back, one against the Wizards last night. Devontae Graham follows up the huge performance against the Wizards with a career-high 40 points, was five rebounds, five assists, seven of 12. He's gotten to the point now where every time he throws up a shot, I think it's going in. Yeah, he's tripled his three-point attempt rate and has upped his percentage by 14 points. That's just not how that's supposed to happen. Um, And his playmaking is beyond anything you could have imagined come um coming out of last season where you know he's a four-year college guy doesn't get drafted in the first round and to be quite honest he kind of stunk last year on um on 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 the charlotte hornets but this season he's just been lights out and out of his mind yeah hit a clutch three uh with a little less than 30 seconds left to to seal the deal on this one spencer dinwiddie led the way with for the nets with 24 points six assists five rebounds continues to impress in the starting lineup, Jared Allen, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Miles Bridges with 14 and four rebounds. In Minnesota, the Jazz beat the Timberwolves 127 to 116. This is the sixth straight loss for the Timberwolves. They're now three and eight at home. The Jazz are now three and six in their last nine. This is two scuffling teams. Mike Conley missed his fourth straight game with that hamstring injury. Uh, Connected to the stroke bone, as Waz let us know. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 30 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Joe Ingles looking much better tonight than he has all season. 
23 points, five assists, five rebounds. Rudy Gobert, 20 points, 16 rebounds. And for the Wolves, Jeff Teague had 32 points, six assists, uh, came off the bench uh, battling that ankle injury. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 21 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. And Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, six rebounds. In Chicago, the Bulls win one. 136 to 102 over the Atlanta Hawks. Chicago snaps a three-game losing streak. Zach Levine leads the way. 35 points, four assists, was seven of seven from three in only three quarters. Lowry Markin in 22 points, four rebounds. Kobe White with 19 points, four assists off the bench. Uh, the the Hawks have lost 13 of their last 15 games. It is not good in Atlanta. Trey Young, 15 points, 13 assists, seven turnovers, one of six from three. Uh, Alex Lynn, 17 points and five rebounds off the bench. In Milwaukee, the Bucks were missing Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it didn't matter because they were playing the Pelicans. They defeat them 127 to 112. Zion Williamson was there, though. He was on the bench in Milwaukee watching his team get dusted. Eric Bledsoe had 29 points, six assists. Chris Middleton with 24 points, five rebounds, four assists. Ursan Ilyasova got the start in Giannis's place and basically looked the same because they played the Pelicans, 18 points and nine rebounds. J.J. Redick led the way for the Pelicans with 31 points, and Brandon Ingram continues to score a lot, 25 points and 10 rebounds. In Phoenix, the Grizzlies defeat the Suns, 115-108. to Memphis, this is the first time in a month that they've won two in a row. Dylan Brooks leading the way, 27 points, three rebounds. The Grizzlies are now 6-0 and when he scores more than 20 points. Jaron Jackson Jr. with 24 points, six rebounds, four assists, and surprise, surprise, he fouled out. John Morant had 13 points, six rebounds, uh, six assists, and four rebounds. And was he tried to end Aaron Baines' career? Morant with a running start. Oh my goodness! Cleared out last time. Well, they cleared it out this time. Come get some Aaron Baines. Look at this young fella, partner. Yeah, that was fantastic. Braun actually had a dunk like that the other day, but he was off of one leg. Uh, job planted on two, rose, and just, ooh, it was thunderous. It was like Thor damn near. Yeah, at the end of the year when when Ja is picking up his Rookie of the Year trophy, that is on the highlight reel. That's pro- right? That's probably whoa. leading – we highlight. calling it? We're calling we it. We calling the race? The hype. Listen, man, you know how the narratives go. It's not even Christmas yet. Ja's been leading the way all season. He's fantastic. And and this this big dunk, let's just call that the exclamation point on the uh, the rookie of the year race right there. As long as he stays healthy, it's Ja's award to lose. Uh, Devin Booker had 15 points for the Suns. Ricky Rubio with 22 and 8. Uh, Frank Kaminsky led the way. <laughs> wow. 24 points. Never good when Frank the Tank is is leading your team in scoring. In Sacramento, the Kings hold on to beat the Thunder 94 to 93. Buddy Hield had 23 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Marvin Bagley, first game back since he hurt his thumb on opening night, had 11 points and 6 rebounds off the bench. Good to see him back out there. Bogdan Bogdanovich had 17 points off the bench. Chris Paul, 8 points, 12 assists and 7 rebounds and I don't believe he did any tattletaling tonight. Uh, Dennis Schroeder with 17 points off the bench and in overtime that no one asked for the Knicks defeat the Warriors 124 to 122. Do we need to talk about this game was no. Yeah. The Knicks led by 22 at one point in this game and uh, the Warriors came back and took the lead. D'Angelo Russell hit a clutch three to send it to OT and uh, they lost it there. Marcus Morris is going to look really good when he goes to a good team. 
Now we're at the line of the night, Was James Harden had 55 points, 8 assists. Kemba Walker, 44 points, 7 assists, but a loss. Devontae Graham, 40 points, super clutch, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and a win. And uh, we'll say Marcus Morris with 36 points and 10 rebounds. Who are you picking? You know how they always say that sport is like the greatest testament to the human spirit and the human will? I want to add an addendum to that. And the contract year, man, the contract year is the greatest testament to the human spirit and the human will. And in that spirit, I got to give it to Devontae Graham, who's going to get paid this summer, man. I, 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 he put a lot of work in in the offseason. Um, and from what I've heard from people out in Charlotte, he did a lot of work with Tony Parker and Kemba Walker during the season. He's worked his butt off and he worked with the, the Charlotte Hornets coaches all offseason as well. And he's kind of earning it, man. So I got to give it up to Devontae Graham. 40 points, five rebounds, five assists in a big win on the road. He's just so much fun to watch. He, he's one of my favorite players to watch right now. It's like him and Davis Bertans, who, you know, I'm into cool. Bertans, man. I'm night. into him. Bertans, hey, Bertans, another guy that's going to swing. He's fearless, a playoff dude. Race. He, he's, I mean, just insane right now. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget, we have a lot of other basketball shows all over the Athletic Podcast Network. We've got all your favorite shows. We've got back to back. We got no dunks. We got tampering. We got House of Strauss. Plus, we've got over a dozen team specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers and myself and Wozni Lambre. Don't forget to follow the shows you want to listen to on the app so you get notifications when there are new episodes. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, quit waiting. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus fantastic writing across all major sports for a super low price. Get 40% off your subscription today at theathletic.com slash dings. You never know when these promos end, so go now and get it over with. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Was do the honors. Don't look a ding horse in the mouth, kids.